class, and welcome to today's episode of the Batwoman Podcast. It's me, your host, Jess Plinies, joined by my co-hosts, Rachel Eiley, and Mimi, and as always, Cardboard Melissa. She's out of chair jail now. She is, and I'm very proud of her. She's back to us from, you know, the spot by the window, as she belongs. We are here to talk about the second episode of Batwoman, which is called... Down the rabbit hole, I think. I think it's just called the rabbit hole. Well, it should be called down the rabbit hole. Okay. (laughs) I do know the episode title. It just sounded better in my head. Okay. So as briefly discussed last week, uh, the format of this podcast is going to be breaking down by the A plot, B plot, C plot, as much as a certain episode has those plots. Some might concentrate more on one plot than the other, so... Depends on um, how the episode goes. But in this one, we had a pretty solid plot, um, A plot for the present day and B plot for the flashbacks. So that's how we're going to approach it. So we start off, of course, for the present day. And uh, right from the start, we found out that Kate knows Alice is Beth. Oh, um, okay. How did she figure that out? That's a little soon. Does anyone else have thoughts on this? Because I had thoughts. Secret twin sense? They um they shared a womb. They're they're more than just siblings. I thought we didn't want to encourage. Twins. I thought we didn't no, want to encourage right, shipping right, that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. But um, it definitely is secret twin bonds. I believe the canonical answer is the necklace that Kate has was also the gemstone in the knife. Which you know, if I was an evil villain, I mean, twin, I guess. I guess that's what I would hold on to my sentimental child belongings would be putting them in a knife. That seems like kind of like a jump to be like, oh, she has a stone and a necklace that I have a stone. Sister. I mean, this is the CW, so we have to spend a little disbelief. Beyond the fact that I don't know how she figured it out, I thought it was really soon that they were dropping this. I did not expect it to be dropped um, this early in the show. And this entire episode was kind of full of things that I didn't expect to be dropped this early in the show. Um, So I think those were some interesting choices. I liked them fine how they played out in the episode, but I don't know what they're going to do for the rest of the season. So that that makes me a little bit concerned. What did you guys think? I actually was thinking about this. So as I was watching this episode, I remembered them saying that the first half of this season is supposed to be taking place before last year's crossover. All right. So I'm wondering if the first couple of episodes, the reason why we've rushed some of these plot points is because they are the ones that took place before last year's crossover. And then we still have to have the episodes that take place before this year's crossover. Because a year of time has passed in the DC TV universe. Yeah. I'm hoping that the Batwoman writers remembered that that's what's supposed to be happening. And And then a year passed and nothing happened. Right. I don't don't know if they're going to be like, they're going to get to like episode seven and then be like, time skip a year for episode eight and boom, here's the next crossover. This year's crossover. Last year's crossover. Same thing. I, I don't I don't know when they think their timeline is happening. I hope somewhere in the, like the CW writers office, the like building they all share, there's like a timeline of DC TV that like all of the different writers rooms can contribute to and make like a map. There's like but a this is timeline CW, room. So I don't think there's a timeline room. I think like one of the rooms just shouts, "Hey, we're gonna kill Oliver," and the other room's like, "Like right now." <laughs> <laughs> 
say, Alice, I don't think anyone has a clue what's happening on these shows. I feel like the time timeline is just a whole mess. I mean, probably the Legends' fault, but like I was gonna say, Legends probably has its own timeline room because they do that. They, yeah, got, they messed it up so much. Their own timeline and then one shared timeline room. I'm just saying because like everyone else's would go from like maybe 1950 to 2050, and the Legends would go from like 3000 BC to what 26 or 2020? No, I can't do words. I'm sorry. I don't even, just don't even. It's like <laughs> 2250, whatever. 22 of whatever the writer's room number is. You know what it is. Long time ago. Long time. But basically, I think the reason why they rushed the Alice's death thing is because they're maybe trying to keep with that timeline that they're supposed to have intact. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I genuinely don't think they think anything through. That would be interesting. Um, I guess. My question then would be, is Alice still going to be the villain after the crossover? God, I hope so. She's so hot. I need her on my screen. I had a feeling that is what you would feel. I mean, I think she's a pretty good villain so far, and I'd like to see more of her. We know Back Lightning managed to have a villain around for more than one season, so maybe Batwoman could keep one around for an entire season. Just one whole season at least. I mean, Tobias was pretty much regarded as a pretty solid villain. And up to this point, I feel like Alice has been a pretty solid villain. So it is episode two. Hopefully I'm taking what we can get. Okay. Up until this point, she says two episodes later. We have have no evidence that she's going to be a bad villain. Okay. Yeah. But going off of what you guys said about the whole timeline thing, I'd like to hope they have one huge 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 whiteboard that just incorporates a room that they all attempt to add on as much as possible and then hope that when they leave no one else erases what they wrote because they forgot they actually just like the legends writers just sneak in there because they're the ones who mess up the timeline and just like erase random bits oops this never happened and then like flashpoint happened and someone just took a giant eraser towards half the like room and they were like this is fine flashpoint okay but this would explain so much retconning in the dc universe i I feel like this is what's happening i would like whoever's in guggenheim mark no mr mark Mr. Berlanti, can one of you please blink twice to confirm that we got this right? Because I feel like we got this. I also, like, I love and hate that Kate is like, oh, yeah, it's Alice. And everyone else is like, no, no, what? no, it's not. And she's like, yes, yes, it is. You know, it's like, I want to know for how long is Kate going to be insisting? And, like, because at Comic-Con they had said that this is going to be, like, a season thing for, like, Kate convincing Sophie that Alice is Beth. And I'm just worried. Yeah, I might get a little old. I don't know why in my soul. I just imagine, like, every time they're like, oh, some new person, like, appeared suddenly. And Kate's like, that could be Beth. Like, when they were, like, sitting there a couple years ago and they were like, new vigilante in Star City. And Kate just, like, leaps out of her bed and is like, what if it's Beth, guys? She she was giving me um, serious vibes of Sarah and Laurel's mom in season one of Arrow. That's that's what I was thinking, right? She shows up and she's like, Sarah's alive! And she's right, she's completely incorrect in what she actually thinks is going on, but she's still right. (laughs) I can't believe these major parallels between Kate Kane and Sarah Lance's mother. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Really the same person. Truly. (laughs) Um, She gave birth to Sarah Lance. Actually, that would make sense. That would make sense. Okay. Um, so naturally, moving on, she tells her family at breakfast, which seems like a reasonable choice at this point. Yep. 
As one does. As one does. <laughs> and um, then Mary has a little spiel about uh, how she feels about Sophie being married to a man. And uh, okay, so, so how just, do we just, feel just about this? Just, just a thing, y'all. Yeah. Are we to assume? And I maybe I'm misremembering the first episode. And. I know in my soul this was written in because the Batwoman writers saw how angry I was and they had to add this scene. Thanks, Batwoman writers. Shout out to you guys. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> if Sophie's been working for their dad this whole time and Kate's the one that just came back in town, how did Mary not already know about her? I guess Mary just didn't give a crap up till now. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's Mary's Mary's vibe. Well, no, because Mary, Mary, Kitty, stop eating it. Sorry, uh, Mary knew enough to call Kate when Sophie went missing, so she must have known that they were romantically involved to some extent. Mary knew that they were romantically involved, and Mary's been in this town where, like, the marriage between Sophie and this man clearly happened. Like, has Mary just been sitting there for months being like, I can't wait to make this joke when Kate comes back? And then Kate comes back and she's like, I can list every sexuality. I Googled them <laughs> six times to make this joke. That's what I assume had to have happened. Because... I mean, it sounds in character to me right now, yeah. so maybe. That's the vibe I get for Mary. She's like, I've got them all listed. I went to Encyclopedia. <laughs> Sexuality by Encyclopedia. Yeah, that did not go well. Okay. Um, but yeah. How did how did we feel about this comment? Did we feel like this was a positive comment? I, I have two statements to make about it. Please go. Please, yes. I watched a clip from this scene like earlier on this week when they released like a clip about it, and my first comment before even diving into the whole Mary's spiel about Sophie's sexuality was the background while they were eating breakfast because it looked like a really weird blue screen green, green screen thing going on in there and that kind of took away the focus for me and then I had to rewatch the scene to focus on the actual dialogue because I kept on getting distracted by the background stuff and I love Mary but she's giving me that vibe of like your younger sister and her cousin who just went on Tumblr and read something. I'm guilty of doing this, but like when you read about it, you're like, hey, here's all these things I learned from Tumblr. But you say that part quietly, and then you still keep on talking louder, because you're like, but guys, I learned about this. And then you share it, and it doesn't work, and you're just like, and then you don't realize it, because you're just preciously naive in that moment, and then you get older, and you look back at all those bad conversations you have, I say as I do this right now, and go, oh no. (laughs) I, I am fully convinced that Mary has a Tumblr. This is my only takeaway from this scene. I would yep. not be surprised if they like canonically reference Tumblr for Mary, basically. I hope so. I, I just am convinced. I, at one point in time, prior to all of this, reached out to someone who may have known things and said, hey, this scene is really cringy from the first episode. And they replied to me, don't worry. And I feel like this was what they meant to, like, imply, that this scene was coming. And I'm like, no. But thank you for trying. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's more. I'm hopeful and hopeful that there's more. But I was like, boy, let's not unpack this. (laughs) But they tried. They tried. They're trying to be hip and cool with the youths. How old is Mary? Gosh. Um, she's like in medical school, so mid-20s at least. That woman, Mary. She's an original character. It's not going to show up. 
I feel like these episodes are going to age really weird. Yes, I agree. Especially because when are they supposed to be taking place? Like sometime before December 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's just kind of like we have our current expectations for things because of the climate we live in. Climate? What? The world, the society. Words are hard, guys, as we all know. So, yeah, I'm going to end my thought of that. Okay. So that's our feelings on that. So then we move on to our next point, which is the knife, which was referenced because of the um, the birthstone from the necklace, from the bat mitzvah, from the car, um, and that there is blood on the knife and blood has DNA in it, apparently. Okay, and like one in, the com- in the comics... She has the knife, and she's like, I'm going to test the DNA and prove that Alice is my sister. But then the rabbits come and jump them and steal the knife. Um, that was a very dramatic scene, and at first I was like, wait, what? I thought they were going to, like, kidnap someone, and they just took the knife, and I was like, oh, that was disappointing. So <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> the fight was better, but not by much, you know? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, normally we, we would assume at this point in time that Alice sent her rabbits to come do this. So we'll assume that for now. And Kate <laughs> just has feelings, you know, she has feelings about everything. And then she flirts with Sophie a lot. And she says that she would have came back to stop Sophie's wedding had she known about it. Can you believe Kate Kane is a homewrecker? Yes. Shocking. So shocked. Not to like encourage people to like sleep with their hot gay friends. Were we not just saying strong Sarah Lance vibes? (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. But, 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 but. if I'm just saying, if there's not, if someone hasn't already made, you know, the, the internet literature of, um, Kate seducing Sophie before her wedding, someone should do that. And link me to it, because I want it. Huh, interesting. I had not thought about this. I'm going to the... To the yeah, the me inter- too. If not, I'm opening the Google Docs. It will be great. I need them. There's a new superhero in town. October 11th. Like, that's, that's... Children, where were we? Anyways. <laughs> There's Kate- nine... There's what? nine fan fictions under Kate Kane slash Sophie Boren on archive. Aw, good job, guys. I'm proud of everyone who's written. All those nine people. I'm proud of all of you. I'm sure but some I'll, of them predate. Oh, what's yeah. What's the ship name? Actually, what's the ship name? all but one of them predate the show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm proud of one of you. Oh, no, wait. This isn't in descending order. Ma'am, can you? Several of them are before the show. I mean, are post the show. Okay, let's go to the main let's point. Move on. Okay. Just a little distraction. Is I don't what's the what is the ship name between Kate and Sophie? Do they have a ship name? I don't think so. I don't think it's been Kofi up to this Kofi. Kofi or Kofi. I don't know. Hey Twitter, what's the Sophie's ship name? So build at us in a positive way and we'll find out. Tune in, boys and girls, as we continue the episode. That's Sophie. Yes. 
Okay, we're just going to keep going now. Um, so then our next point was being where Kate was all like, Dad, Alice is Beth. And Jacob was like, I'm going to kill Alice, basically. I um, love how angry he is. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> but it's also fitting. Angry. But also, calm down, Jacob. He's very Jacob, angry. And he has a lot of I, can I Can I introduce you to our Lord and Savior Xanax, Mr. Jacob? <laughs> You need to get a get a prescription on. Can you, can you get a can you get a zanny, my dude? I mean, I suppose it would make sense that if he thinks she's playing with his mind by like holding people up in their childhood house, that's another thing that happened. I think we might have missed that um, to mess with him. So I was like, okay, that that kind of makes it personal. It would it would be a very odd, you know, thing for a villain to take on though, and be like, hey, I'm gonna mess with your head. Because I'm actually your dead daughter. Like, I mean, Alice is crazy, but that sounds a little bit out there. That's that's a little much, my dude. A little much. Sorry, I I'm feel ca- I like he needs a hug he and some good sleeping pills to just kind of <laughs> have a good night's sleep. Because it's been a rough 15 years. But <laughs> he, he's going through it, kids. He is going through he's, it. He's having a hard time. I don't think it's going to get better for him for a while. So, yeah, <laughs> the patriarchy. Prayer circle for Jacob Kane. <laughs> oh uh, so then we go to Mary's clinic where she has a wounded rabbit, not an actual rabbit, a man, a, a rabbit, actual rabbit. We're not. No, we don't support the wounding of actual rabbits on the show. The jokes on you guys. Mary's actually a veterinarian. <laughs> Alice actually has superhuman fluffy white rabbits that attack people. That would have been way cooler. That sounds that terrifying. Why didn't we have terrifying little tiny rabbits with monster teeth? Did, did you just get lost in the Pacific flashbacks? Because I did. I No, I was just picturing a rabbit with like Pennywise teeth. Oh, God. Don't bring it up. No. Please don't no. bring it up. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm <sighs> Okay, we're moving on now. But yeah, there's a guy in the clinic, and Alice threatens, I mean, Alice, well, okay, Kate threatens him, and is like, tell Alice Waffles, and then lets him go. And he presumably tells Alice Waffles. And then I just imagine, imagine this dude injured, showing up to Alice, who's crazy, and she's like, gonna probably kill him, and he's like, whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on, Waffles. And then she and then kills she, him. And then she, yeah, and then she kills him. He definitely died immediately after delivering that message. I mean, he definitely did, but at the same time, I feel like Alice would appreciate Kate sending the message like that. Like, I feel like, like oh, she'd yes, be like, oh, is... yes. Basically. This is my sister. Oh, thanks, 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 Kate. Truly a girl after my heart sending me someone to kill and a message to go to a creepy abandoned park that we enjoyed as children. <laughs> Classic edgy dark sister things. <laughs> yeah. So um, once that happens, they actually meet. And Alice is somewhat coy about her true identity. But it's fairly obvious that she's Beth. And as the audience, we already know that she's Beth. So Wait, we I did do? like the dramatic swing moment. Like it was a very aesthetically pleasing oh, yeah, so creepy scene. Well, I'm assuming we knew because we saw she had Alice was the acknowledging necklace. it at the end of the pilot, and she had the picture. Yeah, of I, was, I was being sarcastic. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. My bad. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. 
so I thought this I thought this scene was really interesting. Again, I did not think it would happen this early in the TV show, but if they're going with the abbreviated timeline, I guess that makes sense. I appreciate that Alice is not just like outright being like, yes, clearly I'm Beth, and she's kind of trying to mess with them a little bit about it still. Like, it's pretty obvious, but she's still, like, getting that, that stuff in there and, like, maybe I found this on the internet. Because, you know, the internet. Maybe I use the Google. <laughs> As one does. The Google. But also, like, that she kind of actually sounds like that when she says it, which makes all of this better for me. She uh, came back to humanity and learned how to use the Google. That's actually the first thing they teach you when you're at the um, secret crime church of crime reading the crime bible. Chapter number two is the Google? Crime bible. Question mark. <laughs> okay. But yeah, they meet and then there are guns. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, not yet. <laughs> there are not guns yet. Sorry. <laughs> There's not guns yet. yet. You missed the most important part. Okay. Cutting her hand. Oh, no. There's more before that because Beth is, I mean, names kate is like i should have gone down with her and like yes you should have plummeted to your death with your sister because twin things <laughs> just, just twin things dying <laughs> at the same time. well not to last set of twins i was emotionally invested in did die at the same time yes, so please make more jamie cersei relations between these that definitely will not happen think of any other set of fictional twins Oh, wait, Luke and Leia. The Weasleys? Wait, who? (laughs) From Sister, Sister. Oh, yeah. Actually, the um, Sister, Sister sequel that's going to be on Disney Plus features them both dying at the same time. Coincidence? (laughs) Disney Plus and the uh, post-apocalyptic timeline. It's Um, what Disney Plus would want for me. It is. It is. But yeah, Kate has feelings, and she feel, she clearly has some survivor's guilt here that her twin, quote-unquote, died, and she did not. Because that's a reasonable thing for a small child to think. Yeah. I... Yes, yes, please, please. please. I was going to make some terrible twin joke, but I'm going to just hold back. Okay. I just want to know, like, did Kate talk to anybody about this other than her dad as a child like um why didn't she get grief counseling like come on her dad is a white man who works for a police organization you think he believes in therapy yeah i was gonna say you're making points (laughs) 80 percent a bush republican there's no way he took his daughter to therapy that's how they get you in the system we just repress our feelings. That's what we do here. You put your feelings in a box, and then you push that box over a bridge into the Chicago River, as one does. Oh, that's yeah. the only thing to I forgot about the that. I haven't, done, I haven't done the whole Chicago River thing yet. That's why I am the way I am. Watch that, woman. That's step one is push things you're upset about into the Chicago River. Sometimes it's your mom and sister in a car. I don't know. Can we move <laughs> on now? Yeah. yeah. To the most important part. In order to prove that Alice was Alice slash Beth, she decided to cut her hand open. So, in the notes, Rachel wrote in all caps, why do people cut their hands on TV shows? That's literally the worst place. This gets it's me angry. dramatic hand scars. After, after I wrote this, I did think that cutting your neck would probably be a worse place. Um, <laughs> but, I was, first off, you 
is the easiest place to get to. Secondly, dramatic hand cut. Thirdly, so you can make an oath to return to your hometown if ever a demon clown comes to eat children again. Okay, As does. but your hands and your feet have the most nerve sensors, so it's going to hurt most if you cut your hands. open to prove If you just cut on the top of her arm, that would have been so much better. Anyway, did you have something to say, Jess? No, I just wanted to dramatically read your all caps and then bully you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We're such a supportive cast. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, so that bothered me. And then guns. I skipped ahead earlier and I got excited. Jacob. She got so excited for guns. <laughs> Jacob. So Jacob shows up. Um, and he's crows and they have a bunch of guns. How many guns? I mean, I know that Gotham's like a dangerous city, but they like all had AK-47s with like laser yeah, pointers was, and like. That was excessive. Okay. <sighs> Um, they're all super this pumped. Awesome. They're super pumped to kill Alice, and Kate pretty much acts as a human shield until they agree to bring her in alive. Because that's something that people do sometimes. I mean, if I was Jacob Kane, I'd be like, "Well, I already lost one daughter. Might as well lose two. Two for two. Let's go. Boom. No villains anymore. There's a two for two <laughs> special. Oh, <Okay. laughs> the show's about Mary. <laughs> um. Yeah. But Jacob, like we previously said, is super pumped to kill Alice. But then Kate is just like, just bring her to Arkham. Because that's always ended up well for every villain that's been brought to Arkham. There's no downside when you bring a villain to, villain to Arkham. Because this is Gotham. And no one has ever escaped Arkham. And never. apparently nowhere else to put them. But anyway, while Alice is being escorted away because she was captured, she makes some reference about how she doesn't like to share her sister because Kate has a new sister now. And Kate is like, oh, crap, Mary's going to get attacked. So let me cut to Mary. And Mary is, in fact, being attacked. And this entire scene was, like, straight out of a horror movie, and I did not appreciate it, honestly, with the, like, axe chopping down the door and her screaming. And I was like, okay, I didn't need this. Any other thoughts, guys? Um, I love Mary, and I want her to be okay. <laughs> yeah, Mary. Mary's the second best character on this show, and she doesn't deserve this. I, I, I will say Mary did have some pretty good moves, um, better than I expected. But she's still a sweet poor child that was attacked by Alice's goon boyfriend, who I sometimes remember as her boyfriend, and then other times I'm like, oh, who's that guy? But yeah, just that, that guy. That is her... Um, her main her, squeeze? Her, her her man man toy? Boy toy? Boy toy. That's her um her wax on, wax off, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, she is not a damsel, so she saves herself. Does she save herself or does someone save her? I don't remember. Kate she saves kinda her. Saves Kate's, herself. Kate kinda saves Kate. Her. She like locked herself in a like a corner. Yeah, yeah, then then they were And she was like gonna like stab him with medicine. She was chopping no, out. She had like a scalpel. Sh- scalpel? Scalpel. Oh, I thought it was like a syringe. A scalpel would have been a lot more effective. The episode is so dark. This is a CW. I can't see anything that's happening. <laughs> it's true. Okay. But yes, poor Mary is attacked. And then we cut back to our main plot with Alice. And we see Alice's police transport to Arkham gets hit with a bomb while on a bridge over the Chicago River. I mean, in Gotham. So <laughs> I just need uh, to I- make that okay. <laughs> I just Chicago. Okay, not to not to be a Chicagoan, but every time they cut to a scene, I was like, "That's the John Hancock Building. That's Sears Tower. That's Navy Pier. That's the Chicago River." 
I just mean, an FYI, I assume Gotham is identical to Chicago because that's what they're telling me. If someone were to go over the Chicago River, there's not plants along the riverbank. Yeah, no, there is not. shopping malls. There is expensive high rises. And there is a park with a really weird, like, tunnel that you can, like, take pictures under and see weird reflections of graffiti. Yeah. All of these things would have been super easy to find a body. So I don't know how they were like, we lost her over the Chicago River. Or Gotham River. I'm like, yeah, it's really not that the middle of the river. city. You, you could have found her. She's right there. Yeah. She's I, I mean, for all of their outdoor shorts, uh, shots, I'm pretty much just like, wow, that's Chicago. But this one in specifically just had me green. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's definitely the Chicago River. That was so aggressively the Chicago River. It pained me. I mean, I guess this is how people who live in Vancouver feel. Mike Amanda from Quiver, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's how I feel as a New Yorker for like every New York based show ever. That's a mood. Yeah. Blue Bloods. It's so hard in Blue Bloods on a side tangent when they go from like, oh no, we have to get all the way uptown, cut to they cut through a spot. I'm like, that's not how New York, you don't go from Washington Square Park to 86th Street that quickly. I don't understand, you know. They have like a helicopter. The worst thing that's ever happened to me was side tangent here, watching Stranger Things and they're like, oh, We'll just go east of Chicago. I'm like, east of Chicago is a lake, my dudes. You're in a lake. There's no east Chicago. It's, it's valid. It's true. At least with Gotham, I can kind of pretend that this is supposed to be set in, like, New Jersey and that that giant, like, body of water that is clearly Lake Michigan is supposed to be, like, an ocean or something. An ocean I, or something. I, I really tried. And then they cut to, like, Navy Pier, and I was like, do you think... Gotham would have somewhere as nice as Navy Pier. No. Gotham? But then again, if I was thinking about it, I wouldn't think Chicago would have something as nice as Navy Pier, so. Wow, that is slander of the best city in the Midwest. (laughs) You know I love Chicago, okay? I live here. From this Chicago slander. Okay. So she saved Alice by jumping in the world's shallowest city river. Because apparently the police and the crows are incredibly incompetent and just shoot into the water like idiots. Yeah. I was just, I had so many questions in the scene. I was just like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? What's the happening? The of them hitting the, the, the police van was so big that it shot Kate all the way to the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> to the suburbs she went. So there was grass for her to land in and not brick walls and buildings and outdoor seating areas where you can look at the water. Of course not. But yeah, Kate shows up and she jumps in the river apparently without anybody seeing that she jumped in the river. And she has a dramatic moment with Alice and Alice touches her face and then there's an explosion um, and she's pushed away from her and Luke is like, question mark? I haven't heard from her for a while so I might as well send an electric shock to her heart that would otherwise kill her. That's how it works, right? Yet that ends up being the solution. So I assume Luke has like one brain cell. So he he tried really hard to use it. Do they really have a defibrillator without like a heart monitor? I mean, like it seems like that. As someone who wears a heart monitor on their wrist because they had a heart attack a few months ago, babe, you were wearing that that before the heart attack. I feel like that suit has got to have a heart monitor. There's no way it doesn't. I, I would be seriously concerned if it had a defibrillator and not a heart monitor, honestly. But it also feels like the type of thing Bruce Wayne would be like, I don't need a heart monitor. My heart always goes so fast for justice. 
Yeah, and Alfred was probably like, no, no, you need this because I need this. And he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Alfred's growing his, like, 8,000th gray hair. Like, I'm putting a heart monitor in your goddamn suit. Do you need Down a defibrillator now? No. Do you need a defibrillator now? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. Looking out for all of us. God bless Alfred, honestly. Okay. But, yeah, explosion and then defibrillator and it works because TV. Uh, so then we go back to Mary, and she's mad, and she got herself a gun, as one does. As one does. I'm assuming guns are as easy to get in Gotham as they are in Chicago. And <laughs> she wants to not be attacked while trying to save people. Please protect her. She is precious. And then she like, says some sad things about Kate not really acting like her sister. And I was all like, no, baby, stop. It's sad. All Mary wants is a good relationship with Kate, and I feel like it's that token, Kate's the goth sibling, and Mary's the cute, bubbly, like, preppy sibling, and she's like, please like me, and the goth's all like, no, and she's like, please like me, no, instead of the normal stereotype of the goth wanting the cheerleader friend. Yeah. I don't know where my braids go to this, but I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I, I do. And I do. all Mary wanted was to get dinner, and then Kate had to go be like, but Alice... I I just really want to respect as someone who lives in like Andersonville, Chicago. This is really specific Chicago knowledge, but probably the most like one of the top green hippie, like good for the environment vibe neighborhoods. Oh God! This restaurant oh, that God. she was describing, where it's like it's so green, the forks dissolve in your hand. I was like, I could imagine that being down the street from me. These are the type of restaurants that I live near, you guys. The paper straws. I, the paper straws haunt me to this day. You can't eat a frozen slushy drink with a paper straw. They melt. <laughs> so I just feel okay. like in my soul that Mary definitely hangs out in like the, the hipster, like north side neighborhoods of yeah. Gotham. I can see that. I can sure. see that. Okay. So then she's mad, and yeah. So she just wants Kate to tell Alice not to attack her because she's not trying to be a good sister anyway, basically. Sad. I think she should become evil and become Alice's second-in-command. Um, what's, a, what's a female Alice in Wonderland character? The sheep? She can become the sheep? Didn't we go over this like two episodes ago? I know, but I'm trying to pick which one for Mary. And I really think if the sheep is a female character, it'd be so fitting because her name is Mary and Mary had a little lamb. Boom, I was right. The sheep was a female character. I have figured it out. That okay. woman, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, so then we find out that a bomb was planted on the bridge because people are corrupt in Gotham? What? Surprise of the century. The actual surprise of the century, though, is that Catherine, not Kate, but Catherine, her name starts with a C, Kate's stepmom, is here, and she's doing things, and potentially being evil, and she is the one that hired the rabbits to get the knife from Kate in the beginning, which we thought was Alice, and she planted the bomb on the bridge to try to get Alice away from Kate, and she was apparently also the investigator who found Beth's skull fragments that called off the search for her 15 years ago? I, hot take, I think Catherine with a C has been reading the cream brulee. Oh, for sure. I think that would... Yeah, that would make sense at this point, honestly. She's actually a, a plant from the religion of evil. Okay, that makes sense. 
But yeah, no, we get to see her that she's actually been a mastermind behind this stuff for some reason. She's being evil. She, so Kate and her stepmom do not have a great relationship in the comics, but as far as I know, Catherine's never portrayed as being like straight up evil or doing bad things like this. So I guess this is new territory. I can see it working because that's kind of the dynamic they've established up to this point. Yeah. I mean, not to parallel with Arrow, but isn't this literally Oliver Queen's parents? I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Except they're both, like, alive at the moment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now. Well, no, she's at the moment. There. She's got the dead. She does because, have the dead Yeah, mother. yeah, yeah. I guess Oliver's stepdad wasn't evil. We just thought he was evil. He was just kind of there. He didn't yeah, have he he's the um, dead headless mother from the flashbacks. They just they swapped him around, so it's evil dad and evil stepmother instead of evil actual mother and evil dad. Okay, that makes sense. It's Cross- not a Batwoman podcast if we don't talk about the other shows and our love and hate for them. It's I just was not about you know the two good ones. I didn't mention the bad one, but yeah, if we're assuming that. Alice is from the religion of evil, and that means Catherine worked like as their agent to secure her disappearance. That would actually make sense. We're actually making sense. So this is surprising. Wow. I did not expect this. Man, that has like really suck for Mary though. She's got like the sister that doesn't love her and her mom is part of the like, cream buble. It's so tragic. All she wanted was nice vegan dissolving forks. <laughs> What did she get? Pain. Vegan and dissolving. Please understand, if if there's any place that's going to be that health conscious, they're also going to be vegan. I mean, that's valid. Okay, so So that was... So about those B-plot. Yes, Yes. that was the main plot. Now we're moving on to the B-plot. Because every CW show involves flashbacks. Jess, take it away. All right. Flashbacks. So much like Arrow, because this is arrow but with that we got some flashbacks so they took us back to the accident which we know happened after their bat mitzvah but they're never going to touch on that um easy it would have been to give them like a star of david necklace instead i'm just saying whatever i digress i guess they would take what's a bat mitzvah in the cream buble um back to the scene of the crime which takes place in some unspecified river Clearly not the Chicago River, probably a Vancouver River that we're pretending is all still in the same city. Um, they crash, they go over the bridge, and while the car is hanging off where it's going to fall into the water, I guess Beth goes and like checks on their mother while Kate like hops out and saves herself because she's smart. And then when like the car is falling, she's like, oh, I could grab my sister's hand, but I'm not gonna... And because she doesn't, she blames herself for the accident. And basically, that's that bit. If you guys have any comments on that. No. Cool. That sounds about right. Um, So they keep searching for her, much like any disappearance does. Um, Not to be that guy, but this just reminds me of another movie I watched recently. Oh, God. I love that. But basically... Whenever you have a show that sets up of one of my siblings died, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep looking for them. Everyone else always gives up and the dad's like, well, they're lost forever. Oh, well. Just classic bad dad things. 
And the kid's like, no, I'm going to go in this creepy sewer and find an evil clown. Or in this case, no, I'm going to keep searching literally everywhere. Even though you told me she's definitely dead. Um, and at least in Kate's case, she was right. Her sister was alive and not eaten by an evil clown. Um, oh, good. Good. <laughs> done. I don't know what happened in the cream buble. They might have. You never know. You never know. Okay. But we do scenes which we didn't really mention in the A-plot, of where they lived before. Like, obviously, when this episode is taking place in the present day, they live in some fancy high-rise in downtown Gothcago. But in the flashback, they clearly live in the house in the suburbs. And we do see this house in the main plot because Alice goes to, like, trip out Jacob by doing some weird shit in her old childhood house. Do you think they live in Schaumburg? I assume they live in Schaumburg. I would buy that. Conclusion. Um, it's where Lucas. That's everyone's in Schomburg. The idea is in Schomburg. It is. Kate is having these like nightmares and really upset and blaming herself. And in these flashbacks, they basically establish that Kate has never once moved on from this accident, which makes sense when we cut the present and she's like, that evil person has to be my sister. Whereas her dad is like, nah, super dead. I, I like, liked I like the part of the flashbacks where they go back to her actually at the waffle stand with Jacob, and she's like, "We shouldn't be eating. We should be looking for Beth." I'm like, "Sweetie, you also need to eat." No, no <laughs> eat. Only search for Beth. Like, I, I, I got you. I understand, but like, maybe eat something every now and then. Maybe you're a child, please. Okay. You see, but it's her fault because she didn't, didn't die reach with for her. Beth's hand. Didn't die with her. She failed her twin obligation. It is my fault she died because I didn't die with her. At least Kate was aware that this is the CW. And if you didn't find a body, no one's actually ever dead. I mean, that's true for most of television, but yeah. But what we need to remember, because Catherine with a C was the one that found the search and found that skull fragment. Do we think Beth is missing part of her skull? I think it was just faked. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how they just naturally acknowledge you're like, oh, this body fell in a river and now it's in skull fragments. That was a natural progression on a farm. Because that's how that works, right? That's how that works. I've watched <laughs> enough Law and Order. <laughs> I'm like, as someone who has watched like seven seasons of the television show Bones, that could happen. I feel like there's at least been two episodes about that, so this could be believable. I feel like Bones is not maybe the most reliable source material for these kind of things. Bones is super accurate. It's a television show about bones, and this is about skull fragments, which are bones. Okay. Did you have anything else to say about the flashbacks? Not really. I just wanted to be like, the tiny actor had brunette hair, and full-grown Alice has blonde hair, which means I was right about that box dye. I'm glad we've established this. This is my most important. Do you guys have anything to say about the flashbacks? I thought they were pretty cool, but Arrow has made me suffer through so many flashbacks that I'm like instantly triggered by the sign of a flashback sequence. I didn't hate them. Um, I definitely have come to hate the flashbacks on Arrow like a lot. So the fact that I didn't hate the Batwoman ones is a pretty good sign. I would say I thought they were good. They were fine. You know, um, at this point, I think they're, they'd be fairly necessary to the plot if they're trying to explain the whole Kate and Alice thing going on. So I feel like they did a pretty good job with them. I liked 
them more than I thought I would. I enjoyed young Kay and her dad's dynamic as tragic as it was. Cause it made me go, oh, this just means you were a good dad at some point in your more, like, mourning and bonding and stuff like that. And then obviously things don't go so well. But there are moments like the waffle scene where I was like, oh, I want to hug Jacob in flashback form. Present day Jacob, I want to like lovingly bitch slap and then give his annex to. So, so like, flashback Jacob needs a hug. Yeah, he does. And a Xanax. Everyone needs a Xanax on this show. And a Except for Bailey, she's doing fine. Yep. <laughs> it's because she's the doctor. She could prescribe a Xanax. <laughs> she gave everybody else a Xanax. Okay, so do we have any final thoughts about the episode? What we thought? Any moments that we didn't discuss that stuck out to you? Anything like that? No, I my only thought is that Alice is beautiful, the best, so evil. I'm proud of her. I hope she keeps being evil. Okay, sounds good. So now we're going on to the feedback portion of our episode in which we will be reading tweets and emails that were sent to us. Who wants to start reading the feedback? Because Rachel doesn't. I can, but it's in the order of what I posted in the document. That's fine. We can do that. Uh, at. Oh no, it doesn't say their name, but at Batwoman, it's her time Twitter account. This dark secret mother thing reminds me of someone at Eliza Ann Weiss, hashtag Susan Thompson, at CW Arrow, at Quiver Podcast. You don't podcast. have to read all, the, all It's okay. You don't have to read all of them. Yeah. They said all of us. It's great. That's great. Who's Susan Thompson? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to Google her. Thompson. Thompson? The next tweet is yeah. from. Canadian geek or Craig R. MacD, who is a friend of DC TV podcasts. And he said, here's the bad guy whose name I can't remember. Dustin Drake Doogie Hauser. I think it started with a D. And he's right. It's Dogson, which is the guy that was trying to kill Mary. Um, B-Man923 said he agree. I'm not sure. He said I agree. Excuse me. I'm not sure what he was agreeing to. He agrees. He's agreed. I like Ghost of Jarf because I'm tweeting with them separately too, but they said Alice having a twisted tea party in episode two of Batwoman, let it be known, Batwoman podcast, insert censored swearing here, called it. We did. I'm glad. I'm glad. I do. I love Alice. I'm so glad we get things right about her because she's one of my favorite characters on DC TV and I've only had her for two episodes, but I love her. Did you find anything on your Google? Oh, no, I got distracted. Okay. Well, do you want to read a tweet? Um, yes, I'll read this one by a paperclip freak. I read yes, your tweet please do. Tweet. It says, I freaking loved it. My comic book nerd heart is satisfied. It really felt like Batwoman, especially with the conflict with Alice. It's like El- Elegy. God, I did this wrong again. Elegy. And you have our father's eyes. It's a direct quote from it. Much love. Very excited for the next episode. We didn't talk about the You Have Our Father's Eyes scene, which I actually loved, mostly because of the creepy bat that came back to life. Yeah, that oh, was yes. pretty creepy. I just did a very dramatic, like, bat body movement, so just please picture me wiggling like a bat coming back to life as I read this tweet, so. Okay. Enjoy. But yeah, they had the scene. What, what was it that was marked with it that said You Have Our Father's Eyes? So when, um, at the very end, Kate like, goes out to her bicycle after, like, being, not bicycle, motorcycle, after doing Batwoman things in Wayne Towers, and she, like, 
has this like box on her bike seat. So she opens it up and in there is like a dead bat that she like lifts up and underneath it is a note. And when she opens it, it says, you have our father's eyes. And then the bat comes back to life through terrible CGI and flutters away. And Kate's like, WTF, my dude. It's a valid reaction. <laughs> but yes, um, as Paperclip Freak was saying, that is a quote from the comics, at which point is when they're in an airplane and Alice stabs Kate in the hand and then says, you have our father's eyes, and then jumps out of the airplane. And much, as one does. much like the TV show, they never find a body and Kate's like, well, Alice isn't dead. And she's right. So if they don't find a body, they're never dead. So our friend Kenny Curley Jr. said, I like this episode better than the pilot. Still some work in the series needs to be done, but liking it so far. I think that's a pretty fair estimation. What else we got? Um, new Rachel says, I also like this episode better than the pilot. Rachel Skarsden is amazing, and I'm really intrigued by everything we've getting with Alice and Kate so far. Also, the episode made me want waffles, and I love the Wonder Woman mention. Yes, I did I appreciate also the Wonder want Woman waffles. Mention. Oh, I, I want, want waffles now, too. I don't have waffles. Tragic. <laughs> One day I will get waffles, and it will be the best day. Okay. Thursday. Um, Annihilate the haters be Sorry, his ad is cut off. So can't Island? Yeah. Yeah. He said, I love the second episode of Batwoman. It was very informative and gave us a lot of background of what happened during the accident. It was so good. Also, Rachel killed it as Alice. I could sense the hostility, the craziness. It was so good, just like the, in the comics. Yes, I agree. Okay. And then we're getting down to our last tweets. Uh, we have from Hovering Ladle. She said this episode was a lot smoother. The cast had good chemistry together. Still feels incautiously, excuse me, cautiously optimistic, especially with Sophie's storyline. And Nicole Kang is amazing. Nicole Kang plays Mary just for everyone's remembrance. She's amazing. I just tweeted her to tell her how amazing she is. I hope she sees it. Okay. So then we have an email um, from our friend Shang. Do you guys want to uh, split reading that email? Because it's pretty long. I just want to read the very last line. Yeah, I can read some with you. Okay. Uh, hey there, awesome pods. I just want to preface this by saying I absolutely love the dynamic of you four because we can't leave out cardboard Melissa. And I laughed way too much at the creme brulee that I hurt my intercoastal muscles midway through a deadlift. No regrets, though. Aw, dude. Uh, uh, onwards to the feedback from all the good reviews I feel like I'm one of the few that wasn't impressed by the pilot in short it was Struggle City I just watched the second episode and it went slightly better than expected I survived through an episode of a man be a mechanic while he contemplates if he should cheat on his wife while the lead talk to her mother about said man instead of have a discussion about her mother's choice of sending her away and realizing that her people still exist after years of PTSD and survivor's guilt, so I still could give the Batwoman writers a chance, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. What? So if you're listening to this, please tell me what show this is from that you're referencing, because I'm real curious now. I Same. clearly don't watch enough television. Same. Uh, plot-wise, it was okay. I did enjoy the confront- confrontation between Alice and Kate, though, and that's all I can really say about it. Character-wise, I'm still not impressed with Ruby Rose's acting, but her fight scenes are well choreographed. I actually do want a team form soon because I feel like Ruby can't really hold it on her own, and maybe I might enjoy a team dynamic better. Most of her scenes with other characters were that made of uh, 
for that made it interesting for me. Just go. Alice was the absolute best to watch. Madam, peg me, maybe? You're so valid. I feel this on a spiritual level, and I want you to know that's the most valid thing I've ever read. And that was the end of the email from Shang. Thank you for writing it, Shang. Thank you, Shang, yeah. for letting me read the word peg on air. <laughs> You're my favorite human. I just, I had one more thought about the episode that I had not brought up until now. Um, was I it liked... about pegging? No. No, oh, that's not oh. about the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I liked how they were doing the dual narration at the end where they had Kate narrating her story as well as Alice narrating her story. I thought that was really cool. And yeah, that's all I got. Do you guys have anything else? Or are we ready to sign off? Let's I'm sign happy. off. I'm um, happy you said that because I was going to remember it like after we finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. All right. Um, our social media handles. You can find this podcast at podcast podcast at, at podcast. Batwoman podcast on Twitter. Um, you can send any feedback to our email batwomanpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us individually. My Twitter and Tumblr are canary at law. How about you guys? I am Jess. You can find me at Pliny's on literally everything. Uh, Mimi at Morganstein17. Also at this point, probably everything. All right. Sounds good. And uh, we're going to sign off for tonight. So have a good one.